even start? Uh, uh, I guess the only logical place is Tony and Carmella are separated. Yes. I mean, that's kind of like, I mean, isn't that the like, when my brain's just like, that's the only logical thing because it's at the very end of the last one that they split, you know? So it's like, oh, it's an emotional roller coaster. Other than that, dude, this, this is a, this season, like, oh, it's just, you just, you can tell, man, that the engines are revved up. They know that the, that the New landing, York, the New York thing is getting hot. Yep. Tony B is in town. Adriana is, is uh, a fucking idiot. Oh, an idiot. She's aid, not smart. Aid, aid, aid. I'm pretty sure she wins an Emmy for this season, though. She fucking should. If she didn't, I don't even need to look. I'm she did sure in my she, book. I'm pretty sure she did. I don't know. There's an Edie Falco scene. Edie Falco is just... Ugh. She's my favorite. Damn, she's so good. She's so amazing. She is. And Carm's got the whole new look this season. Her hair? I know, right? Feeling feeling a little like... She's got that like... that. Uh, what I know that women have a name for it. Like... When you break when you break up with a dude and you just like you get you you start looking like a killer all the time I and mean, you know it and she's got that, that look. Well. well, yeah, but like you know, there's got to be a name for it amongst friends, you know. Carmela takes a lover. She takes a lover. Steve Buscemi comes to she, fucking she town. Strong arms her lover with her pussy. Apparently, my fucking favorite Sopranos quote of all time. What even happened there? Was he right? <laughs> no like not really not at all i mean he like it was like a uh no like he he wanted to sleep with her so he went to one of aj's teachers and was like oh I'll make his gray better because carmella was just talking she literally didn't ask him to do anything Nothing. right and then after he sleeps with her and he wants to break it off he's like you strong-armed me with your pussy and i swear i giggle every fucking time but he like he's like telling her that like he fixed this grade and his conscience is bad and it's because she strong-armed him and it's like no she didn't she didn't ask you for shit dude like you're her son's guidance counselor kind of how you got in her uh pants in the first place first of so all i think talking about her son yeah also high school's guidance counselor like what are you doing with your life what are you, like? Well, yeah. When you're single, do you, that guy has a second job? Aged? at like the library or something. Something, something's going on. That guy's a creeper. Fucking Steve Buscemi, dude. Okay, yes, you know, you know, Buscemi is like one of my all-time faves. I love that fucking guy, and it all comes from my like back in the day, the, my love for Adam Sandler movies when I was a kid because he had a lot of cameos and little bit it's parts. It's so funny that you went Adam Sandler because I was waiting for you to say like Tarantino or something. Nope. And just the fact that we're like talking about Adam Sandler and Tarantino movies with this guy is like one of the greatest actors of our time. He, I mean, he is. And that, I mean, I, I, that the reason I went to Adam Sandler is because that shows how long I've been a fan coming because I was falling in love with like, you know, Adam Sandler movies when I was like nine and 10 years old, I didn't watch Pulp Fiction until I was like 18. I couldn't, yeah. and I probably couldn't have understood anything I was watching, you know? So I've been just, I've just loved Steve Buscemi. And then when I figured out later in life that he was like this awesome, serious actor that had this whole career of like fantastic, <laughs> amazing work outside of Adam Sandler movies, I was like, wow. I mean, I love the guy. Sorry, I can't get rave about Steve Buscemi. He's, he's, I love him. I love how much you love him. His fucking smile. 
God, that guy, that face is such a loving face. What is a uh, uh, Janice? She's like, let me see him. The guy was a stone cold fox <laughs> with like the hair and like He's got the blazer. The 80s suit on with the puffed uh, pulled up over the elbows. Yeah, it's the only thing he had when he went into the joint. Yeah, no, big big time, and he, you know, big role in the season. Like, I mean, very every confident. season we have a B guy to Tony. Yeah, we have you know it was like a, ba- a a bad guy, whether it was um whoever it was in the first seasons, but this is like the big storyline that Tony has to deal with, and yeah. it like tests his metal as a leader every time, and like this one really how to handle Tony B going fucking rogue, getting hired to take out um peeps, yep, and then just goes rogue and kills Leotardo's brother. And that's after they kill Feech, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or something, or something. Ha- or he, they kill somebody, and Tony B is just he fucking loses it. Over yeah, it, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or is that the- is that Peeps? No, that's no, not Peeps. Peeps is he, who he gets hired, hired for. Yeah, I think and fucked up because he gets his foot ran over. Yeah, Leo Tardo's so brother I- is Tony B going fucking crazy. Yeah, and what I'm trying to remember. Do you want me to look it up? I mean, if if you if it's if it's easy enough to find, I just it's irking me so bad that I can't remember because somebody gets killed or gets sent to prison or something fucking happens, and that's why he like loses it. He's fucking pissed, and I can't remember what it is, and it's it's pissing me off. Oh, Angelo, his friend, death of his friend Angelo. Yes, yes. Okay, the guy who yes. What okay, that's it. Okay. A- I think it's Angie is what they call him maybe yeah. or Angie or something. So anyway, Angelo is Okay, Carmine kicks the bucket. New York gets thrown into a fucking whirlwind. Okay, Johnny Sachs, Carmine Jr. and then remember they come to that arrangement to have three leaders. Yeah. Angelo is that third guy. Which Tony prison. Tony S, that's like his fucking idea. Yep, yep, it is. And and Tony B did just Got did it. 20 fucking years with him and Feech together. Yes. And he loves yes. those fucking guys. And Feech had just been sent back to prison by Tony S and kind of a fucked up kind Feech. of Oh, okay. With the TV and the pro and the parole officer. Yeah. That guy was so, scary as shit. He breaks the guy's arm. Oh my god. Breaks, yes. That guy's does. scary. Poor I know that poor. I think his name's Vito or something. The landscape guy. guy. It's hard to keep up with these names, folks. We're not. I'm not a pro. I'm not a pro. But I'm having a great time. I am fucking having a great time. (laughs) Um, But okay, so that was it. So Angelo, who is one of the bosses that just got out of prison, and that's why Tony B loses his fucking mind. And Angelo dies because of Johnny Sachs' families or his little crews you know, path to take over New York and be the boss of that family. Yeah. And and just the way that it pushes Tony, because this is the first time, like, the whole crew is like, yo, you're asking us to, like, there's yep. several meetings where he's like, you guys, we're, we're taking care of this as a family. Everybody's paying for it. Everybody's looking out for each other. Sends Chris into hiding. Yeah. Like, just because collateral. Because they were just, they're going to just fucking kill Chris. Yeah. Like that, and that's what—that's how real the shit gets between New York and Jersey. Yeah. Like they're just gonna fucking kill Chris because a, they want. It's a war. Yeah, I could start a war. Yep, 
Yep. And then that, you know, Chris loves Tony. Everyone knows that, but that tests his loyalty to him big time. Yep. Which probably ultimately leads to no Adriana. Like seriously, that probably is the reason why she felt she could approach him about that, which led to her going on a car ride with Sill. Because Tony or Chris is complaining about Tony so much, and like yep. making it seem like he's so unhappy. Yep, she's not smart. No, she's not smart. But man, she just—I mean, like she's okay, just a small town girl, you know. The, if you're, you know, it's look. There's no way to avoid the spoilers here. Adriana gets the whack. She gets whacked by Sill because she's informing to the FBI, even though. She's not giving him anything and she's doing it on purpose and she's fighting him tooth and nail. And she's, she's kind of doing it to get a friend. She really kind of is, you know, and and she because she's lonely. And it's like I think Adriana's death in this show is one of the things that that, you know, because we talked about that sitcom thing. And I'm going to bring that up a little later because there are some moments in the season that really stuck out to me about that again. But like that's what this show is is and why we love it is it's that sitcom and that gangster story mixed together. Yep. Adriana's death really is is kind of one of those moments that's like don't fucking forget that this is about ruthless people who I, yeah. will murder you. I oh, I've always loved how they reveal her being getting killed, which I want to break down. <coughs> Excuse me. But also uh, on this rewatch I re- I uh, saw uh it foreshadows the way she dies in this scene when they're having a girls' night at the uh, at the home theater. Mm-hmm. She gets mm-hmm. drunk and she's walking out, and the camera like whips back the edit, and she's like full on, like hands out, head into the concrete, and that's exactly how she fucking dies. That's Just true. a little thing I noticed. Yeah. Um. But the, I, I've always loved. That's one of my favorite sequences where she tells Chris that she's been informing the FBI. They get into a fight. He almost fucking kills her. And you don't have like a moment from Chris where you can see him make a decision, but he's like, "I'm just going to get cigarettes. I'll be back." They've been up all night talking about it, what they're going to do. It and seems you kind of like, think he might go for it, it. It seems like they're they're packing a bag, you know. Actually, they do have a moment because he does go just go to get cigarettes, and he sees like some like poor people on the run with nothing, mm-hmm. and he's like filling his fucking five hundred thousand dollar SUV. He's like, fuck that. I'm I got my button. Yep. And and it's the way that I, I think you can kind of tell what's gonna happen after that moment, but just the way that Tony calls and it, it Gandolfini's so good, it's like, wait a second, did Chris try and kill himself after that moment at the gas station? Like right. what's going on? And then right. they do like the fake shadow scene where she's driving, like looking at the road signs, like she's gonna she's gonna take off and you're like, What's happening? Mm-hmm. It's a daydream. Sills taking her to the Pine Barrens. It's fucking over. And that kind of, it's a perfect thing that you just described. It reminds you, like, don't fuck with these people. No, no. It's a part of the family. They loved her. And he's, he uses the C word about her later. He's like, fuck her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so does Sill. Sill uses that word when he pulls her out of the car. And it, yeah, it, it really, it, Again, it serves to to tell you, like, right when you start to get a little, um, I don't know, um, you start to admire that life 
like Tony's kind of, you know, it's easy for, especially for men probably to, to like kind of think about that life, you know, and be like, Oh, I could, it's kind of something glamorous about that. Always being involved in something and kind of high stakes this and all the time. And, um, right when you start to kind of feel that if this show does a really good job of being like, no, you know, don't do this. Like, you, you know, I think back a, a couple of seasons ago to, uh, Davey, just losing his whole business and watching that whole shit unfold. Terminator. And that, that was another one of those. <laughs> the guy's the Terminator. <laughs> I guess it's true. Sorry. I mean, and so it, but, but it, it, this show does a really good job of like, when you kind of get those moments, it, it pulls you right back and is like, nah, motherfucker, just realize these are ruthless people. And this is a ruthless lifestyle. You know, yeah. it really is. Yeah, the the Adriana tract of the season is famous, well regarded. All the yeah. scenes, some of like the biggest scenes of the show. Got it. So be. really great. Um, maybe we could bounce back to talk about Karma a little bit and the yeah. divorce. Yeah. Like I really think, I remember thinking like it, the show could have worked with them divorced. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Yep. It, no. The show could have worked, but the story wouldn't have been right. They don't I, get they're not getting divorced. No, I know. Tony Soprano Tony Soprano is just not that cat. You know what yeah. I mean? He's like, you're gonna you can live it. You're entitled to shit, is what he tells her. Yeah, which is one of the that's probably the best scene in the whole season is is that moment because uh you know I think we re- for whatever reason I'm blanking. We had our discussion about this recently, but just like in um, a marriage story, they kind of show the inner workings of how that divorce lawyer thing works and how Tony goes and meets with all the attorneys in town. Talk about just strong arming. Yeah, just a fucker. And he and he doesn't and she doesn't even know it's happened until months after it's too late. And anyway, he's sitting there and she's like, OK, well, go ahead and, and get nasty, Tony. These guys love to get ugly. They live to get ugly. And he's like, you think I don't? And he stands up and it's like, that's that moment where you're like, shit, this guy's a fucking mob boss. Like, he's a murderer. I mean, that's what he is. And like, this woman is honestly helpless in the situation. And that's why I say the narrative could not go right because Tony's character needed to strong arm Carmela back into being his wife because that's what he needed. God, Tony. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Tony's got so much fucking going on. I he think does. I have a lot going on in my life right now. <laughs> Shit, I know. I Sometimes we do. No, not compared to that fucking guy. And that's why he's fucking passing out. And yeah, dude. Like, like and that's why. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. It is. It's it just is. Adorable. Like, he is just like, he's not a normal guy, but like, his son is terrible in this season. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I want to rip that fucking kid's head off. Dude, that's one of those sitcom whole. That's one of those sitcom moments right there. Is the whole thread of AJ going to live with Tony, and it just being so stereotypical. Like it's like if a sitcom in the fifties had or sixties had actually shown that, like a divorced couple, which they wouldn't have done, and the teenage son going to live with dad after those. Like if they had shown that, that's what it would like. When AJ's pissy over the cereal and he just walks over there and grabs the bowl and dumps it in the sink and he like smiles at him with that sheet in the gray. He's like, now nah, you got nothing. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, that's what it would have been like. And I just love that. I love that thread. Like AJ's just such a privileged little asshole. I mean, oh come on. God. 
Yeah. And he goes to New York and he shaves his eyebrows off. <laughs> God. Such a dweeb. Get the marker on the head face. Uh-huh. You ever done that? Probably. Um, yeah, I don't think I must have at some point. I mean, I, I feel like I must have done something like that, but I don't. I never was. I've never had uh, inclination to really fuck with people's person too much. Honestly, like I'll I'll pr- pull a prank on you that will fuck with your like brain and like make you worried or scare you or something. But I've never took much pleasure in like just fucking with people while they're like sleeping or anything. It I just, guess rich teenagers do. I think they do. I think they do. I think. Yeah. Well, that's a whole nother story. And I, I, Tony always is so weak with AJ too. Carm's trying to like teach this kid. He's so fucking rude to her, man. He Holy is shit! Hateful. He's, He's hateful. hateful. Yeah. I mean that that's probably a Southern mom word. Right? Hateful. You're hateful. You're hateful. But I don't, I mean, I look back and like, I know that like over the course of my life, I probably said some mean shit to my mom. I didn't want to say that out loud, but I've definitely been that mean to my mother. I mean, been that mean to your mother, but like, I don't know about you, but where I was going is like, I can't remember being consistently day in and day out like that just mean to my mother. Like, I just, I don't remember that. Like, I just don't think that was. The way I treated her. So and when they and then when they try and like Carm and Tony try to come together to like fix the situation, he's like, "It's a couple of beers. It's yeah. fine." Yep, yep. But yep. then ten and, seconds earlier, he had him pinned up against the wall by his fucking throat. That's it. That's it. I know. Well, Tony's fucking. He's violent, man. He really is. And and yeah, I mean, it's just like if I can, I just want to stay on that sitcom thread because it's kind of almost what we're talking about right now. But yeah. another one of those moments that that I really love is when it's uh, after Carmela's father's party and they're all by the pool and Tony and AJ throw Carm into the pool. It's like, I mean, you know, like I had moments like that in my family where you're, somebody's getting thrown into the pool and it's always like a woman and it's always, you know, like she likes it, but she doesn't. And she just, cause she's all, I got to clean up and do this. I love it, though. They throw her in the pool and she screams bloody murder. And then, like, she comes up and it cuts and she just goes, Mako. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I know. Starts... Just yep, immediately gives in. I know. Yeah. Good stuff. It's good stuff. they're a family. Yep. Yeah. It's a meadow. Yeah, dude. Oh, Finn, right? Finn. Sees a little too much. Sees one blowjob too many in his life. It's scary. Good. He's shook too. Hell yeah, he's fucking <laughs> shook. Okay, like that's one of the greatest moments in the Sopranos. When he opens right? the when he opens the porter body door. Oh, <laughs> what did he say? Uh, uh, sound My- like racehorse pissing in there. Finn Petrulio, my oh. mortal enemy. That's what he kind of calls him. <laughs> I can't oh. tell if he wants to fuck me or kill me. I wouldn't be able to tell either. It was Vinny, right? Vin, yeah. Yeah, Vin. Vin yeah. Oh, Vin. Mm. He just lost a bunch of weight. He's wearing, he, he's wearing like the glossy like uh, sports coats and stuff. Yep. Yep. Looking it gets even, the His storyline gets crazy next season. We're, yep, we're headed to some fun with Vin. Okay, I can't wait for that. Um, but yeah, but um, back to Finn... Um, yeah, so Meadow, 
doing her damn thing, right? She's doing the law thing and she's trying to make good in the world and she's acting less like a spoiled brat as time goes by more and more, you know? Wonder if she's practicing her parallel parking. (laughs) (laughs) Foreshadowing there. (laughs) No, but I don't like as AJ spirals into fucking upper class snobbery. Mm. Med's kind of getting her shit together. She's trying to figure it out. It's interesting. Like there's she's just having like a normal 20s serious relationship thing. It's it's mm-hmm. great that they include it into the show. I mean, this the storyline hasn't even the blowjob thing hasn't even fully blossomed yet. But oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and I think no, you're right. I I love that they put this in here again. I think it serves that sitcom theme that we've been talking about. As, yeah, for as sure. Overall analysis of this show, but um. My my big takeaway from Meadow is like I feel like with this show they use each character to kind of show you a different facet of this story, yeah. And it, I think that's a really useful like device for them as creators because then you don't have to jumble that you can let the narrative be the narrative, right? But like sh- use the characters to show a different angle, right? And I think Meadow's angle is smart. She realized she knows she's overprivileged, but Unlike AJ, she knows that her her, her uh, privilege comes from what my mother would call ill-gotten gains, right? Like blood money, exactly. So she knows that. I think she's made a decision in this season, or maybe the end of the last season, to come up with a way to, to pay justify back. her own means, right? Yeah. yeah, and and do do her her thing. Um, and I think that that's one of the angles that you see is like, you know. This one of the best parts about this show is like it's like you could call it crime, like the mafia, you can call it, um, you know, just like drug addiction, a lot of different things. Like, just because a, a, a father and a mother are involved in something that they shouldn't be, that doesn't mean that the next generation and then the generations after that must forever be in those same traits, right. And that's a cool little nugget in the show that they kind of show Meadow trying to. to well, it's part out of like, it. it's a part of it being like the American dream, yeah. like the American story. It's that part exactly. of it for sure. Exactly. Yeah. That just, just, and just like another good thing about the show is they like, they show the good in all of these people. They show you the good in Sill, and then they show you, they show you him whack adriana after he's known her for all these years and she's been like a like a little cousin to him basically you know since she was born yeah yeah i mean and and and, just just doesn't even think twice about it no no and but they show you the good in these people too and i think that that's an important thing is because like they're i yeah like i was saying like that whole thing about generation breaking the chain i think it's that's part of it is that there is good in people who do bad things there has to and especially the ones that raise families, like, you know, like there's a, a big thread in the show where it's people not wanting certain people to get involved in this lifestyle. And that keeps coming up. It's like, because they know they want you to get out, go make Jackie this Jr., Matt and AJ, make this family legitimate, right? I'm glad you brought that up, though, because AJ, we do start, he does like the party thing. We start mm-hmm. to see him kind of. Yep. He's seen lessons. He's seen corruption, and he he's starting to like turn it into like a little wise guy in a way. Like he's a pre wise guy. You know what I mean? 
you could kind of see AJ. I could see him in some alternate universe, like get in the game. Yeah, it's possible. Get the shit kicked out of him a couple times. Learn, yeah, learn that. Learn that that mommy's not always there to like put away your towels and feed you. Like you, sometimes you're gonna get your ass kicked. Sometimes things are gonna suck. Like yeah, learn that a couple of times, and he might buck up. <laughs> yeah, for sure, he's got the brains for that. Just yeah, like Just I, I was like, about to say that. I think that's yeah. why they characterize AJ. Yeah, exactly. Tony is not. Tony's not a smart guy. I got an IQ of one thirty six. It's been tested. <laughs> I mean, come on. There's several moments where they ta- where they reference his intelligence in this season. I mean, he's a smart. That- he's 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 uh he's cunning. You know what I mean? Like he's he's sharp, but he's not he's not smart right and um the letter he writes to melfi yeah it's just like riddled with grammatical error- errors and spelling mistakes <laughs> oh okay wait you brought since you brought up melfi can i just say we've gone the whole breakdown of this show uh, without bringing up her 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 doctor elliot that guy fucking cracks me up he just dude. wants to he that dude, that dude goes home every night and watches entertainment tonight and like <laughs> oh that's perfect that's he's fucking just, perfect he's a gossip oh he is he is he so is and i love the way she treats him oh thank yeah. you elliot <laughs> they've probably known each other for like years and years have to have yes yeah. have to have. and then I, that made me have like a little side thought like i wonder what percentage of therapists and psychiatrists have their own therapists and psychiatrists? I just and thought like, of the Entertainment Tonight theme song and how good it is. Yeah, baby. Oh, that is Elliot. Okay, sorry. That's my little bit on Elliot. No, but that like, social circle of psychiatrists on psychiatrists, like, they're just hanging out, really. I think that's, yeah, it's what it is. Just hanging out. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not a lot of Janice in this season, except for you know fisticuffing soccer mom. You know, like oh that, yeah, like I, I, I mean, and and then a cool another one of those fucking daggers in Tony's integrity is when Janice goes to anger management. It's actually working oh, yeah. for her, yeah. and it pisses Tony off, and he he goads her. Like completely at dinner, and he knows how to do it, and he gets fucking nasty with her, right? And makes her fucking lose it. And he just he stands up from the table with a mouthful of fucking food and just walks around looking at her, chewing the food and leaves. And it's just the sickest. But he's Tony is such a fucking terrible person. He's such a fucking terrible person, dude. He he's really bad. Is. He's shit. He's a shitty fucking person. Well, let's bring him down a notch because I forgot one of my favorite Tony's stupid moments. When he's talking to uh, Johnny Boy's ex-lover at the racetrack and he's telling her about his gumar and he's like, she's Latin, you know, from Spain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're, you're Prince of Tide. And he's saying- <laughs> I'd, okay, and then revenge is best. Is, revenge is like serving cold cuts. Cold cuts. <laughs> I have that written down too. Okay, so what did I just say? It's like uh, he's he he really is not the brightest dude. He's just not. And okay, another Tony Goofy moment is when uh, 
he and uh, Carmilla are arguing right in the entry of the house, and he like throws the pizza down, and she storms off, and he storms out, and then he like comes back in and gets the pizza, and he's all pissed off. He pulls his pants up and like looks around the house and bends over and put, picks up the pizza and then leaves again. It's like Tony. He's like he got half a step out the door and was like, mm, "I'm gonna want that pizza." Fucking hungry. Ah. Been thinking about the fucking low man the whole way over here. <laughs> I think about that like weekly. It's so good, like so good. The door off the refrigerator. Oh my god, off of it. Yes, he's got some big problems with food. Okay. Uh, yeah. R.I.P. James Gandolfini. I really hope that playing Tony Soprano didn't just put you in. I guess that's the accepted story. I just seems like that's exactly it, man. It's like that fucking sucks because, like, I get it. If you're gonna be a good actor and you're gonna want to be in a character, that guy is such a piece of fucking shit. Well, they don't like talk about it openly. Oh, I'm glad I remembered this. Because I didn't get it in on the last episode, but like his weight and everything, it's a constant joking thing. And a, a couple seasons ago, Carmelo was like, "We need to talk about something." It was about something serious. And he goes, "Is it about the weight?" <laughs> but like Gandolfini talks about, like he did it on purpose. Like he wasn't super overweight in the beginning. No, he wasn't. I remember thinking that because it had been a few years since I watched the show, and when I started watching, like, damn, it's like, damn, you look like you like play football, and like you just, you know, now you eat burgers, you know, right? Pasta, really? But you get what I mean. Like you, he didn't look. He looked like a stout, big fucking guy with a little gut on him. Yeah, but he gets bigger and bigger. He definitely does. Yeah, and he did it on purpose, and like. The thing I was going to say, they don't like, talk about explicitly a, a lot, but Tony's drinking every single night. Every night. He's out drunk every night. Yep. yep. Eating like five meals a day. And that's where, that's where I was going is like, this guy is, he's in, su- he's in the worst way, man. Like he's in a, he's in the throes of a bummer. Like I'll put it that way. He, this guy has got a bad relationship with food He's got a bad relationship with booze. He's got a bad relationship with power, and I mean physical power. He is smoking cigars all the fucking time. The guy is not. People are smoking chain-smoking cigarettes this season. Like, everyone. Shit's stressful, bro. You know what I mean? Did you notice that this season? People are just fucking smoking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's because, like, really this season is, like, mega fucking tense comparatively. Like, you got to think, like, they're, the rest of the seasons have been a lot of, like, basically this season, Tony and Carmella are separated. Yes, right? And that is a total storyline. But really what happens in this season is the gangster shit starts getting real fucking thick. The New York Pe- shit, man. People could die at any moment. A war could start, like, at any second. Yes, and people could get arrested. I mean, and technically, there's still, at this point that we're at right now, there's still a fucking informer in the crew that nobody even fucking knows is informing. Dropping tapes to these motherfuckers. There was like four four of them at one point. I know, I know. One died in the car, Adriana, then the character we meet at the beginning of next season. Yep. And and it's like, you know, so it's like, shit's fucking real. And then Johnny Sack goes to prison. Yes, dude. And that's what, what, Tony's 
chubby ass running through the snow. But the just way he like hustling boy. The way he like sees the cop. And just, I was like, when I realized it was time for that scene, I was like, yes, this is the best part. Right, it's right. such a good scene. Yep. And like yep. the little kids are when he stops to call his lawyer, and he's sitting on the stoop at the school, and you hear little kids singing "Mr. Tambourine Man," and he kind of like gets this look of relief on his face. It's so good. It's such a good scene. I cannot. I what can I give you like a little insight into my brain? Yeah. For just a second. Okay. Watching that, I was waiting on that th- th- that particular scene this whole time. I was watching. I couldn't remember which season it was that it happened. And so when I saw when I started happening, I was like so engrossed in the scene. And then when he sits down and he calls his lawyer, my first thought was, wait, you had your fucking cell phone the whole time? Why didn't you just walk out the other side of the woods and like call Vinny or some or Polly or somebody to just come pick you up? Like, what the fuck did you walk all like because it showed they three showed miles trekking, you know what I yeah. mean? And then I thought to myself, I was like, oh shit, he's being clean. He's making sure that like he he knows what's going on. He's calling his lawyer first, and then he's not gonna call anybody else. He's walking the whole way because he doesn't want any trace of anything. Any he wants to have vanished from that one spot and popped up at a fucking another with no trace. And I so, remember thinking that and being like, you know, Tony. Well, we've just kind of been hammering on his intelligence this season, but that was really smart. But exactly, that's why I try. I think that that I'm thinking I I chose the word cunning, and I think that that's the right word. Like he's got this. It, it, I mean, we would call it street smarts. That's just what I was him, just thinking. You know, yeah. like in like normal slang. But like I think that the way his brain works is he he has a very high like perception for threats and threat assessment. Yes. And I think that he also has a distinct capability to know how to exercise his force and those things combined make him like an incredibly good gangster like and he's very good at what he does and it you almost that comes off as intelligence and it is intelligence i mean it's just you know it's a different kind of intelligence but he's not a smart dude he's just not you know so he did leave his car in the fucking driveway. I there's know. No, there's no law against parking somewhere right? unless it's in front of a fire hydrant. I know. I love that. I love that. Lawyers, I kind of love the lawyer portrayals in um in like mafia stuff because they're just like cool, they're cool as a cucumber. You know what I mean? They're just like, yeah, you know. Tony's freaking the fuck out, thinking the FBI could be at his house right now. And he's and like, you like, weren't oh, named in the indictment, so oh, like, you're, you're fine. Completely different shit. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Uncle June. Oh, man, Uncle June, dude. Like, Junior's fading, and it makes me sad, you know? The like, I, I love Junior, me you know? Too. I like, love Junior. Does give us one of the funniest moments of the show. Hit me. When they flip to Curb Your Enthusiasm, and he thinks it's, it's Larry <laughs> David and his sidekick. <laughs> And he thinks it's him and Bobby. <laughs> yeah. That is some gold. That's that is, fucking funny. That is like some next level pop culture illusion shit right That's there. That's like some HBO fucking inception. Yeah. Uh, and I, one of my favorite junior moments is like this. It's a really, really subtle thing. But it's like, you know, junior's like loving 
the funerals and he's finding any reason to get he's like oh you the whole the whole village village of avelino moved over here we got to be related somehow telling his lawyer just to be able to go to these funerals his dad did my shirts yeah he's sitting there at the funeral and it's like this is like i think it's like the one of the last ones that he goes to and this is just not the funeral for junior to be happy to be at a funeral and he's been jovial at all these funerals like he's enjoying them because he's beating the people who are dying because he feels like he's gonna die soon yeah. and he like he just, he just looks up and he's like this chicken is extra spicy <laughs> it just fucking kills me it's like nobody wants to hear about the spicy chicken and junior's just chomping down he's so happy and like the way it causes tension in the family though like no one wants to fucking take care of this guy except bobby yeah yeah Sometimes I, mean, I think I love Junior more than you do. Because again, Tony's Bobby. not smart enough. Like you know, when when Junior's saying that whole he never had the makings of a varsity athlete. Like Tony gets so mad. Like so, he could have strangled him right then. It's like, dude, you're not. Again, Tony's not smart enough to realize like it's Bobby is every, that. I think everyone else in that scene knows that something's wrong. Yeah, and Tony can't get off of nope. his pride. He can't. I just realized that's what uh, Sill tells him. Says your problem when he won't deal with the Tony B situation head on. Is you have a problem with authority. Seven deadly sins, Tony, and yours is pride. Yep. 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 That's some conciliary shit right there. Well, I think Sill is a good one, and I think too. But I think that there's also a moment in this season where you start to wonder, like, you know, like. Tony, we've been we've talked about this before, and we talked about maybe it's just the mafia thread, maybe that's just the mafia lifestyle. But like, Tony's had people under him unhappy with his leadership from the beginning of this show. Yeah, he, you know, at this season it kind of gets to this place. Actually, really, it's after Ralphie, after he kills Ralphie, people start to like. It's like he's ruling with an iron fist. Like people are scared. Like if I. And like in this season, Sill is trying to talk to him, and Tony is like, "I don't want to fucking hear your shit." And it's like, I don't know how that relationship between Boss and Consigliere works, but like in my mind, that's like the one person that you don't tell to shut the fuck up and get out the room. I don't want to hear what you have to say. That's the person that you always listen to and know that like. Whatever they're saying, even though you don't agree, is coming from somewhere that you need to take into consideration. You know what I mean? I mean, and like even yeah. he's kind of even shoving stuff like that away. He's turning into like this. I don't know. I mean, he's even like with I think Phil Leotardo, who's such a great character. I love when Chris is like the fucking eyebrows and shit. I can't stand to look at him. <laughs> That's an angry fucking dude. Yeah. 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 Um, Tony, I think he owes Tony a few points on something. Mm -hmm. And Tony and Leotardo's like a fucking legend. Yeah. Captain in the New York crime family, like old fucking head. You don't fuck with this guy. And Tony chases this guy down over some shit he doesn't need to and like puts him in a fucking neck brace. And like he's unhinged. He's unchecked. He is. And, and, you know, and I think that's when. it leads to, you know, him telling Johnny Sachs, you know, like, you want you want dignified, you know, fuck you. I'm not telling you where he's at. It's my cousin. 
and walking the fuck off. Like he doesn't, he's ready to go. I think he's, I think that that's what I was saying at the very beginning of this thing. You can tell the engines are revving up and the people making this show are seeing like a landing an end in, in the future. And they know things are coming. And I think Tony is getting to that care, that place where he's, Maybe I'm influenced by the recent Biggie documentary I watched, but he's ready to die. Like he's, he's, he's at that point that like, I don't give a fuck. Like I know my, like I look at any moment, a warrant could come down. My house is getting raided at any moment. I could be shot and killed at any moment. So many different things. I could, I could have a panic attack and die behind the wheel. A million things. Right. And I think that he is just at the point where he's like, fuck it. I'm going to just consume, 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 and fucking roar. And that's what I'm going to do until it inevitably goes where it's going to fucking inevitably go. That's how you feel, you know, watching him in this season. He's just, you said unhinged, he is. And he's full fucking throttle. Yeah, he's angry. Off of it. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's not a happy camper. Um. Can we talk? One of my top three favorite moments of the entire series comes from the Marco Polo episode. Okay. And um, it involves our boy Artie Bucco. <laughs> so they have this killer party. These people know how to have a, a fucking cookout. Oh my God. Please. Like you and I, our, our crew, we can, we can cook. We out. can do it, but no. That's like, do we got $10,000 to throw a party? Yeah, okay. Let's have a party. That's a party, dude. They yeah. Anyway, it's the aftermath, and I think it's like transitioning from the evening to the morning, and it just kind of pans across Artie Bucco, and he's passed out with the head towel around his head, and he like swats away a fly, and I just like, it's my favorite fucking thing in the world. It's so fucking good. <laughs> Artie is so Artie is like, Artie is one of the boys. He really is. Like, you oh get my it. god, you totally get it. You get I, know, it. I don't know why I love it so much. I mean, oh, it, it's great. The, unfortunately, the one of the arty things that sticks out in my mind for the season is again Tony with his dreams, right? You know, and like we can't. Also, let me just riff on that for a second. I mean, he has a crazy fucked up dream. He's like wakes up in the bed next to Carmine, and then he's in the therapy room talking to Gloria. Gloria, yeah. And they're having this, and that's some dude. That's some. I'm sorry I'm geeking out for a moment. That is some good fucking cinema right there. God damn it, that's fucking good. In that room when Gloria's there and they're having this back and forth, like almost like comedians. And yeah. he's like, you tried to stab me in the face with a fork. That was your mother! And he like spits the water out and it's this really fucked up shit. But it it just, it's good shit. And so anyway, then it like cuts from that part of the dream and he's like, Fucking um, Artie's wife. What's her name? Uh, uh, good, 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 sharp, sharp, Charmaine, Charlemagne, Charlemagne, Charmaine. 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 That's the king. Not Charlemagne, Charmaine, <laughs> Buko. He's like fucking Charmaine, and Artie's like right there, and that's the one that stands out to me. Is like Tony's fucking her, and like Artie is like got his head right at Charmaine's, and he's going at it, and he's just like. It's good, right? Good, right? And I'm like, oh my god, I just can't, I can't get that shit out of my. And she's going, oh Tony, it's so much better than when we were in high school. You know, it's just his it's, dreams. They, it's a dream though. That's a I very know. realistic dream. 
so fucking weird. Well, I don't know how realistic. I've never had any third person that close. I oh, mean, I just mean like the absurdity of it. Yes, it's a. It, okay, I didn't mean the, I like the, Wait, I've never I had a dream you. like that. No, you didn't mean that the dream was realistic. You meant that the dream was realistic. I get it. I was like, no, I've never fucked some dude's wife. And him tell me it was this good, right? I've never done that. That's not realistic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's gold. Oh, I think I just laughed and contact out. Oh, no. Your boy's blind in one eye. Oh, that was good. That was good. I needed that laugh. Oh, no. But I get what you mean. (laughs) Thank you. It is a very realistic dream sequence. Uh, The absurdity of it, yeah. And they do nail that. I popped the contact back in. We're good. Oh. Clutch. Rescued. That was a clutch move, yeah. Thank you. For sure. Um, One more thing. The Marco Polo uh, episode is so big and important. And you kind of talked about um, people... them grappling with their place in society and stuff like that and that facet of the show and <clears throat> grandpa's friends because they're doctors that are refined italians and that's why grandma didn't want tony at the fucking cookout and i it's how often are you looking up italian slang words while you're watching the show but and, and she used she has one for him and it just means like kind of a low life uh like trashy mm-hmm. american italian american and that's what she she's Tony as, and that's why she didn't want him there. And Tony and Carm sticks up for her husband, like who she is. She's like, I'm proud of my money and where I come from and where it comes from. And it's just a really important moment in the show. Well, it is. And I mean, I think that that's the big that's the big uh, that's the culmination of the Tony and Carm thing. Like they're so they're back together, you know? Like yeah. they're they're back together. And I think I think part of it is that scene where tony we talked about it earlier where they're at dinner and you know tony says you know everything you have is from my sweat and he's like you know you walk around in that mansion you know in your beautiful hills and he's like and you act like butter wouldn't melt in your mouth and he's like you know where all this comes from and i think that that might be a moment for carmela where she realizes like you know maybe i do know you know what i got myself into and you know maybe maybe i don't maybe i should just go ahead and go about this you know and then they get back together you know like yeah and and, and her dad won't come to the fucking party unless tony's there because she, so she she's getting tony. pressure yeah she's getting pressure from every side you know and she you know and then oh also another great again i am such a geek uh, sometimes but i love the the writing device of the bear I love oh, it. I'm so glad you brought that up. And the last scene of the show, or after he runs away from Johnny Sack's house, yep. and they're like, late late 90s, early 2000s, slow-mo it. Yep. So early in the season, there's a bear that is like, terrorizing the neighborhood. Uh-huh. And it, it symbolizes Tony. Yeah. And then at the end, they hearken back to it when he's climbing through the bushes. Yeah. And like, Tony's the bear. Yep. Tony is the bear. You know, but um, but they just to kind of touch back is like they use that bear as another one of those things where it's another thing in Carmela's life where she's realizing like 
my life is going to be more difficult, not less difficult, if I go through with this no Tony thing. Like, and she's realizing that. And it's partly because he's a gangster and he's fucking boxed her out. Like, you can't, you don't really have a move that's going to be good for you here. And if I think Tony, she realizes yeah, that. For sure. Can you imagine if Tony found out about the guidance counselor? Holy shit. Holy fucking shit. He would kill him. He would kill him, 100%. He'd fucking kill him. There's no doubt. Uh, we get a little Father Phil action this episode, this season. Yeah, yeah. But it's really brief and hilarious. For me, they're at the restaurant, and they're putting the cracked pepper on his dish. And he's just like, has his his head turned slightly, and he's like, <laughs> that guy's such a prick. But in that scene, uh, Father Phil's like, well, Tony will need to be here for the consultation. She's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? There's this double standard. Like, there is. Yep. In the Catholic Church, in their community, like, she's supposed to shut up and be thankful. And that's right. And that that's what I'm saying. I think that she, I think, I think she realized. That's what I think she kind of realized. And that's why I think she's like, yeah, let's just go ahead and get back together. And I mean, and I do think, like, you know, at, okay. I'm going to try, I try, I really do try sometimes to, like, div- like, divorce myself of my knowledge of the next coming seasons when I try to analyze things because I want to like think about it as like if I was watching this for the first time but like I think if I had been watching the show for the first time and I was watching it to this point I would think you know that yeah they just get back together because that's that's what's easiest for Carmela and maybe Tony has also realized that that's what's easiest for him Cause you know he's got the whole the Gumar catches her fucking self on fire because she's yelling at him over she's this so and she's trying to get, and she's trying to cook eggs and and all this different stuff and and um, you know I think and I think he's maybe realizing like maybe my life is just better if I just because these girls don't clean my house the women that the people he's hiring to clean from the agency you know they're not coming regularly it's and all simple, this shit gets it fucked simplifies up his life. Exactly. And I think that they're both kind of understanding that that's just the easiest thing. And maybe Carmela's like, well, just whatever. Do whatever you fucking want. I don't have to love you. You know? I don't have to love you. I just, I have to maybe appreciate you. Right? Is that weird? Like, think about that. Like, I don't have to love you, but I have to appreciate the fact that everything I use and buy and do is from what you produce through your means and i can appreciate that but i don't have to love you and she can continue to go to italy for three weeks and you know buy jewels and all that stuff you know i don't know man i've been single a long time at this point but long-term relationships seem for that are successful that i've seen whatever works yeah i mean yeah i mean it doesn't have to be healthy no, I mean, well, it's not going to be. She's boxed in again, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Um, What else? Did you miss anything? I We're going to, this, this season is so chock full. We didn't really talk about Chris. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chris is still doing his thing. He has a couple of, he falls off the wagon a little bit, but. Yeah, I, it's kind of never ending. But wouldn't you say, I mean, really, maybe the reason we didn't talk about Chris is because minus the fact that he is without Adriana which we did talk about. Um, Chris is really in the same place he was in at the beginning of the season as he is in the end of the season. He doesn't. His, Christopher's got no arc this season. I was waiting for it. He's got no arc this season. Well, that's because Tony B's in the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, 
I think, I mean, I did, I will say that that was an interesting, Tony B was a cool bring in this season. I really think that that was a really cool move that they made. I think it was a good move to have him a one and done. Me though. too. You can't that 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 wouldn't have made for a good landing to this show if they had inserted that character that late and tried to keep it and write for it and all of that stuff. Yeah, you know and I mean? we didn't really touch on the way that Tony B gets killed and how Tony doesn't Tony Tony goes in, up to the farm that they grew up going to instead of letting Phil get his piece an eye for an eye and really settling the piece and like diffusing the entire situation. Tony goes and kills his cousin and then tells him where his body is so he can find him. Like, it's just, what's up? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, he do, the reason I like, and I do believe this, like in my own, like as an audience member watching it, like I believe Tony when he says that the reason he did that is because they wouldn't, they wouldn't guarantee to him that they would just go put a bullet in his head. They oh no, they were guaranteeing they were going to torture him. They were going to torture him, and Tony was not going to let that happen to his cousin, so he went and killed him. And I also believe Tony's character, or Tony, when he said, you know, to his crew, I want you all to know that I'd, I'd be doing the same fucking shit for you. For you, because, that, because they said they're going to torture him. If it was just a matter of you having to pay a price that you reaped on yourself— that's one thing, but they're gonna torture him, and I'm that's that's one thing I'm not doing for anybody, and yeah. I believe that, and I because th that's one of those things. Like I said, is that it, this show does a really cool job of bringing in the good of of people and showing those little slivers of integrity that people can have. You know, I don't yeah. know. No, I think it's a great point. Yeah, uh, a lot of cameos this season, dude. Hit me was okay, okay, folks. Your boy had a really good time with some cameos. Can you hit me with was, your faves? Give me I was your faves. Out. Give 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 me your faves. I'm ready. Um, well, my two favorites are definitely Lawrence fucking Taylor, LT, the fucking greatest defensive end in the history of football, and and North Carolina Tar Heel, and possibly the the best some of the best cameos in movies of all time. We were just discussing it before we started. Yeah, recording. we were. I think he's yeah, he's he's solidified. Frankie fucking Valley. Frankie Valley. Frankie Valley is in the season. He's in the rest of the show. He plays a, a, an old head in New York. Mm. Um, and in real life, Frankie Valley is very well documented. Like the four seasons were supported by the mob. Like they grew up in North Jersey. Like this was real for like yeah. He, he Frankie Valley knows this shit. He knows what's up. Yeah. What were the other ones that I texted you at least about one more? I was freaking out. Tony Saragusa. Tony Saragusa. That's it. Tony Saragusa. That the was goose. it. Yep. That was it. What, okay. What part? Which? Which? Where's his cameo? Tell me again. Um, when they're at the Bob and Saro body shop, he's a driver for somebody from New York. You don't think he has any lines? Oh yeah, I think I remember seeing him now. He might even be driving Tony. He might be Tony driving Tony, Tony on Tony. There's a lot of Tonys to keep track of. Well, just of God damn, what a killer season it is, and it's um, it's a good setup for what's coming. And oh, one little thing, I got to get this out because I I don't know what I just have to say. I don't know what the fuck was that weird freeze frame on Carmela. And like, I don't even remember which episode it was. It was later in the season. Oh yeah, it's late. 
there's this dramatic thing happens. I can't even remember the context, but she's like walking out of a room and they freeze frame on her. I was like, who let Junior in the cutting room? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? Well, like, then this, so, somebody got slapped in the back of the head for that. Like, what well, the fuck the is slow -mo this? then the slow-mo Tony thing at the end. That I shit know. was so weird. Who's playing with this shit, It's man? like it's 1985 again or something. Oh, but aside from the those couple of weird little quirks uh great season and it's really setting us up and i'm i'm stoked because i like i said we discussed this before i've only seen the show once so this every time i watch an episode i'm seeing it for literally the second time i've never watched any of them more than that so oh that's exciting so, so i remember stuff but i don't i'm fresh kind of you know yeah at this point. especially yeah especially for this middle part of the season like there have been moments in the show that have been really impactful for me, but this season as a whole has been the most impactful, I think. Yeah. And yeah. so what's going to happen, and I can't believe we're finishing the show. It's crazy. I know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's... Kind of. We have a lot of episodes two, two left. Yeah, it's a two-parter, yeah. but yeah. We yeah, have 21 you know? episodes left, yeah. Yeah, but we're fucking finishing this show. It's crazy. We're, and we're doing it, and it's a great show, and I'm ready to, like, I don't know, whether we do a... a full episode or two episodes or whatever i'm ready to heap some praise man like for real this shit is good and i'm ready to i'm re i'm like i'm kind of like probably gonna go start season six like right after we're done me too actually <laughs> <laughs> you bastard you would just two episodes beat me to the punch oh, god wow. damn Anos. um that's the gabagool part five the gabagool chronicle yeah baby Love it. Cut. That's it.